Welcome, and thanks for listening to the New Life Christian Ministries podcast. If you'd like more information about New Life or for more podcasts and other media, go to newlifexn.org. I want to introduce one of my very dear friends, Pastor Mark Geppert. Mark, as I said earlier, is the founding uh, pastor of Southeast Asia Prayer Center, and I've known Mark for 18 years uh, before New Life began. And when I first met Mark, I'll be honest with you, I thought he was crazy. Um, I, I really did. Uh, he came in, he was introduced to me by a mutual friend, and, and the things that I had heard that happened wherever he went, they just seemed, too, they just seemed impossible, to be frank about it. So um, the thing was, though, he and I, in our very first discussion, he started talk talking to me about this spiritual warfare that we're going to be talking about again next week. And he told me in Ephesians 6, you know Ephesians 6, where it talks about the spiritual forces uh, in the heavenly realms. He says those are actually, the Greek Bible tells you those are actually four specific demonic forces. And uh, they have names, Arcus, Exousius, Cosmocratus, and Pinarius, and and so I got my Greek Bible out. I had it on my shelf. I looked it up, and, and sure enough, he was right. And nobody had ever taught me that in seminary or any, anywhere. I hadn't ever heard that before. So I thought, huh, maybe I should find out more about this guy. So the way I found out more about him was I went to China with him on a mission trip a few months later. Uh, I think the best way to find out about anybody is to go where they work and see what they do and how they live. And it was incredible. The very first day of the trip, um, it was a prayer walking trip which I thought that was a, honestly, don't, don't feel badly about me. Go ahead if you want to. But I thought prayer walking was a stupid idea um, because all you do is you pray and you walk. It made no sense to me. You pray and you walk, and then you walk and you pray, and then you just um, let the Holy Spirit work, and then you, like, you stand there, and, and you're praying, and you wait for somebody to come up to you. And I thought, who's ever going to do that, right? So the very first day in Beijing, China, this woman walks up to me while I'm standing there praying, and she said, why are you here? And I said, I came 10,000 kilometers to tell you about Jesus. And uh, we had a conversation. Two hours later, she accepted Jesus as her Savior and Lord. And then the next morning, uh, another gentleman from the group and I went to her apartment to give her a Chinese Bible because we happened to have 1,200 with us that we were, what's that? You don't use the word smuggling. What's the word you use? Well, whatever. It's sort of like smuggling. Okay, 1,200 Chinese Bibles into the country. Sort of a scary thing to do on your first trip out of the country, uh, like over the other side of the world. But anyway, we took her a Bible, and she had a big smile on her face, and she said, this is my roommate, and I um, introduced her to Jesus, and she committed her life to Jesus last night. So one night, this lady became a believer, and overnight, she convinced her roommate to become a believer. So I became a believer in prayer walking. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and Pastor Mark has been teaching prayer walking all over the world for decades. And uh, this morning, he's going to talk to you about engaging the Holy Spirit. Um, Southeast Asia Prayer Center has reached millions of people with the gospel, uh, dozens of countries. And uh, it, it's an incredible thing to know him, to be his friend, a brother in the Lord. And uh, I actually serve on the board of that organization, Southeast Asia Prayer Center, until next June when I hit my 60th birthday. Then that's the mandatory retirement age for, you got to be young to do that kind of stuff, right? And they told me I'll be on the advisory board after that. I don't know what that means. I guess it means when you take the trips, you can sleep a little bit more. Um, okay, Pastor Mark, come on out. Let's pray for you, buddy. Amen. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Mark and for all that he and Ellie and his family have done to advance the cause of Jesus Christ here in this community, region, nation, and literally to the ends of the earth. This morning, I simply pray that your Holy Spirit would speak through him, open our hearts that we might receive your message, whatever it is we need today, that we might glorify you and walk one step closer uh, to obedience to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, buddy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've been on that advisory board for eight years now, so it's really not that bad. You do get to sleep in a little bit on the mission trips. Uh, let me do the commercial first. You'll find out in the, in the foyer or narthex, I haven't figured it out yet, but outside there, you'll find a table with uh, written materials on it. This one is our magazine, our monthly magazine from SEAPC. It has wonderful articles in it. According to pastors who request it, this is the mission magazine that doesn't get thrown away. They hold on to them. The photos are from us. We don't download anything. This is a quality, quality piece. It's free, so please take one. Be sure you get one and take it home with you. And, and if you have, a, if you have a, a little grandchildren that spend a morning with you or something and you need to know what to do with them, there's a children's page in here that has things for little kids to do, we guarantee that'll hold their attention for five to seven minutes. So uh, now you know how my wife and I handle the grandchildren, right? Load up a lot of things. Each one will hold them for five minutes and pray their parents come back on time. But here's, here's the one. So please, if you could, please avail yourself of these. If you'd like to receive this on a, on a monthly basis, either electronically or in a print format, there's a sign-up sheet there, and you can sign up for it. I see Tina is here today. Please, Tina, if I don't embarrass you too much, can you please be recognized? Tina Tomes. And um, she, is, she is the heart of SCAPC, and uh, she handles all of the, uh, our orphan care, our sponsorships, uh, and everything else. And she is the lady who, for so many years, has reminded us to which country we're supposed to go on what day and try to make sure that we get there. So please be sure you see Tina today and you could make her day if you'd become a child sponsor and sponsor one of our orphans. Then this book is there. Where have the children gone? In 40 years in ministry, this is the question people have asked me more than any other question. They say, Pastor Mark, we've raised our kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, which is what we promised to do. But then whenever they went away to school, this other person came back. They've just denied even the existence of God or their faith in Jesus Christ. How does that happen? Why is that happening? And so after oh, so many years, finally I said, okay, look, that's it. I'm not going to do this. So we wrote this book. This is a 30-day prayer guide which gives you accurate biblical information and information from campuses, from the culture, from the philosophers, and from humanism, and gives you scripture how to contradict what is being fed to them, and encourages the parent or grandparent or whoever, don't get, don't argue with the philosopher. The philosopher's dead. You can't win. But just remind the young person of the authenticity of their Christian faith. And start now to encourage them because they're going to face that challenge. They're going to face it. In our culture, in America, 
We're facing it on a daily basis. We have a secular humanist leadership. So there's no moral standard. There's no definition. Whatever is said one day can change another day, and it's perfectly okay if the polls say the largest number of people agree with you. That's how the world is being run today. So we as Christians have phenomenal power if we'll use it, and that is the power of prayer. We can talk face-to-face with God concerning issues, and if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and we know that if he hears us, he will grant the petition we desire of him. And this book will help you do that. They're free, so please pick up a bundle of them. We brought a couple cases of them. Did a whole case last night that people just left with a whole case of, but hand them out to people, parents, students, teachers. Get people, Christian people praying. Those are all so free. Then this one will cost you. This is a, this is a 1595 book. This is the book, The Attack Lambs, and this is the book on spiritual warfare. So if you haven't read it or haven't read it lately or gave your copy away or don't know where it is, pick up a copy of this. They're $10 today, if you would. And so that you don't have difficulty with change, we put this one with it for $10 too. So accommodating, isn't it? This book is called Faith to Die For. And it's the story of when we were sharing the gospel in Indonesia and 3,000 Muslims by police report took exception to what we were doing. Came to the police station where we were registering our passports to go on. And while we were in the closure of the police station, they attacked the police station. Have you seen the movie 13 Hours about Benghazi? Man, they got it right. I know exactly how it feels to be inside a building with 3,000 people cutting the electricity, burning your car, burning the police vehicles, and attacking the building with gunfire and the, the Molotov cocktails trying to burn you out. I've lived through that. This book is about that, but it's not just about that. Woven through the six hours that we spent in the middle of that gun battle are the thoughts, the preparation, the work of the Holy Spirit to fulfill the promise that after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power to be martyrs. And the preparation of the heart, the expectancy of seeing Jesus Christ. In this book are five levels of Christian growth, coming from the multitude to be a believer, coming from the believer to be a disciple, coming from being a disciple, learning the disciplines of the faith, to being entrusted with a ministry, and then final, the final stage, martyrdom. It was Tertullian in the year 179 AD who coined the phrase, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. If that is true, and I believe that it is, we are about to see a move of the Spirit of God in Syria, Libya, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan. More martyrs are being made daily than have ever been in the history of the church. And if Tertullian, the father of the church, the Western church, was correct, Man, we are going to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit soon. I mean soon. And nations are going to change. Our nation will change. 
As young people go to the streets crying out for justice, it reminds me of the 60s. Of course, you know, uh, they say of us, if you remember all the 60s, you weren't really there. Uh, we grandparents get that. How do you like the smoke and lights? Kind of reminiscent, isn't it? Huh? Pretty soon they'll get the strobes going, and then, you know, we'll be... Anyway. Easy, easy, brother, easy. Uh, my son, who's now the president of SEAPC, refers to me as a, as an in, in, uh, as a, a non-repentant hippie, non-converted hippie. Well, you know, maybe I'll let the hair grow later, but praise God, it still grows now. <laughs> Thank God. It. <laughs> it's easy to get sidetracked early on Sunday mornings. Man, we stood in that place. Oh, those kids are crying out in the streets. And when we, in our generation, we were crying out for peace in the 60s. And then in 68, 69, God sent something called the Charismatic Movement. And he poured out his spirit on four priests. It's gone worldwide, 162 nations, over 165 million Catholic Charismatics. All over the world, the Holy Spirit was poured out, and as a result of that outpouring, many people left the Roman Catholic Church and formed what are now the, the large, the independent churches, people who come from a Catholic heritage, or in my case, an almost Catholic heritage. We just didn't have Mary. We were Presbyterian. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, we were all swept into a great movement. More missionaries have gone out from this generation than any previous generation. More souls reached. More places changed by this generation that was swept in. But now the children are in the streets crying out for righteousness, justice. Only the justice of Jesus Christ is going to take away the scourge, is going to take away the racial bias, the hatred. Only the justice of Jesus Christ is going to heal. But God is old, but he's not deaf. And he's going to hear the cry. And soon and very soon, he's going to move again. I've just been on nine, or our staff, I've only been on 40, but our whole staff has been on 92 university campuses this summer, distributing books, this, this Pray for the Kids book. Man, I tell you, the future of America is fantastic when you meet the young people. Fantastic. It's going to be better, greater, and more wonderful than it's ever been before because we're going to be healing and salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Whether we're attorneys or whether we're medical doctors or whether we're entrepreneurs starting businesses or whether we're setting up IT communication platforms, it's all working together to pre present the name whereby man must be saved, the only name in which we have salvation, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. And it's going to go around the world through this generation because God is going to hear the cry from the streets. He's just begun to move again in our generation. And though he's done so much, he still will do much more. So lift your eyes to him. Lift your eyes to him. Don't get distracted by the hocus pocus. Keep your eyes on the throne. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. So after six hours of the gun battle, 
It's quiet. You can hear the moaning. The, 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 there's a helicopter on the book. You'll love it. They flew in a helicopter to get us out. So I hear this chopper coming in. Chok, 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 chok. Hear it over the building. Chok, 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 chok. And I'm thinking, man, I hope I can make it up that ladder to get it into that helicopter. If somebody shoots me, they're going to, ha! And then, chok, 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 chok. And, <laughs> and then it left. So the police chief came to me. I mean, he's all covered in smoke and dirt and sweat. He's been in a gunfight. He came to me. He said, Mr. Mark, did you hear the helicopter? I said, yes, I did. He said, it left. I said, I, I noticed it left. Yes, it left. Why? He said, because they have RPGs, rocket-propelled grenades. He said, if they shoot down the helicopter, we're in big trouble. They got the big guns and everything. I said, oh. Then I asked myself the question, who brings a rocket-propelled grenade to a religious assembly? This is not a religious assembly. Somebody's going to try to kill me here. And I began to seek the Lord. And began, well, I've been seeking the Lord. Well, you'll enjoy the book. Obviously, it, it didn't work. Let's turn in our Bibles, because we're in the first service, so I tell you that whole story, but you don't just have to buy that book and read it, because we just don't have time to tell you that whole story today and still do the Scriptures. Let's look in our Scriptures in, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, and we'll start there. Peter, <laughs> I'll die for you, Lord, in the upper room. Oh, yeah, I'll die for you. Jesus said, no, you won't, Peter, you won't. Before tomorrow morning, you're going to deny me three times. Peter said, not me. What me? Not me. I'm going to be the Pope. It was a joke. Just... <sighs> Tough in the morning, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus was taken. Peter whacked off the guy's ear. Jesus put the ear back on. Peter hid. He was hidden by a fire. A little girl, 12 years old girl, said to him, Hey, hey, you, Galilean, you're one of them. He said, No, 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 no. He denied him. No, no. Nope. Don't know him. Second time, the little girl says, oh, No, I can tell by your dialect. I can, I can tell by the, you're, you're a yunzer. He's a Galilean yunzer. I can tell where you come from. <laughs> says, no, 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 I wasn't with them. No, 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 you're mistaken. 12-year-old girl, this big guy cut the ear off. 12-year-old girl, he's backing down from a 12-year-old girl. Third time she says to him, yes, I know you were with him. I don't know the man. What did he lack? He lacked the power to stand for Christ. Peter, who had walked on water. Peter, who had seen the miracles. Peter, who had the special place with Jesus. Peter, the one to whom God revealed the nature of Jesus Christ. This same Peter was afraid before a 12-year-old girl. Jesus, after he resurrected, said to the, the people there at the tomb, Go and tell Peter and the disciples that I will meet them. Peter mentioned specifically. Peter 
gave up on Jesus in the darkness of the night, but Jesus never gave up on Peter. And I don't care how many times you under pressure have denied Jesus Christ, he has not given up on you. I don't care how many times you have turned back to the world or turned back to worldly ways or fallen from grace or had a bump in the road or whatever you call it. He has not given up on you. Do not give up on yourself. Do not. But engage the Holy Spirit. Today, engage the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to them, go into all the earth and preach the gospel to every creature, discipling the nations, baptizing believers. First step, go to Jerusalem and wait there. Go there and wait there and receive the promise of the Father. And what is the promise? After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you you shall receive power to be, not to do, power to be witnesses. The Greek word is martyrs, martyros. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will be dynamic and free from the fear of death. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will have the power to transform your family, to transform your city, to transform your school, to transform your nation, because it is the fear of death that holds us subject to bondage all of our lifetime. Hebrews 2, 14, 15. He knew they needed it. He didn't fault Peter. He told Peter what he was going to do. He didn't fault him. But he said, Pete, you need the Holy Ghost, brother. You need that power that is not of you. It's the power of God in you. You need that. As I stood in that cell waiting to be killed, <laughs> I could feel heaven became more real than earth. I was going, man. I was going. I was going to see Jesus. I was, <laughs> it was going to be under the, under, the, under the throne where the martyrs go. There was going to be Andrew, Peter, James, John, Mark, and then Mark 2. <laughs> Maybe a little hole in my forehead, blow out the back of my brain, don't care. I'm going to be there. The excitement began to build in my spirit. Fear, no fear, fear. Fear is only if you think of where you've been. Hope is when you think of where you're going to. I'm going. Oh, man. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power to be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And then we find in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, there came this wind of the Spirit, through the place and tongues of fire. <laughs> That'd bring out the volunteer firemen, wouldn't it? Yeah, there are tongues of fire. Ah, the roof is red anyway. No, 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 this, this is fire. They got fire. I know that might be the barbecue. No, it's fire, man. And they all start speaking in tongues. They're rattling off in a language they don't understand that they never studied. There were devout men there, all Jews. 
So they had the common trade language of Hebrew, but they had all their yunzers. They had all their, their indigenous languages. And each one said, hey, I hear him in my mother tongue. I'm hearing them. They are all praising God in Chinese. They are all praising. And they conversed with each other in the trade language. I've had it happen. I was in China smuggling Bibles, came in, had a big load, very happy, got into Guangdong. We're sitting in a coffee shop in Guangdong, and we're waiting for our boat to go down the Pearl River to go back to Hong Kong and reload. We're sitting at a table just kind of fellowshipping, and we just started praising the Lord, and pretty soon we're all just singing in tongues. We're just singing in tongues. You mean right out there in a coffee shop in China? Yes, right out there in a coffee shop in China. See, when you're not afraid of rejection, you're not afraid of death, you're not afraid of anything, you just lift your hands up and praise God wherever you are. I mean, just see, it's normal. There was a group of Chinese people drinking these giant gallons of beer. I'm not really sure what the volume of those things are, but they had had several, and they were pretty loopy. Suddenly, they stopped drinking. They put out their cigarettes, and Chinese fill a room with cigarette smoke and it, the guy starts talking in a dialect to our team leader. Well, he doesn't speak the dialect. He just speaks Mandarin. So the guy's saying, and our guy is not understanding a word of it. So then he says to the Chinese man in Mandarin, I don't understand your dialect. And the guy says in Mandarin, what are you talking about? These foreigners are sitting here singing in our dialect. They're telling us about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in our dialect. What do you mean you don't understand our dialect? These foreigners are speaking our dialect. And then we understood. They were hearing. When we were singing in tongues, they were hearing their own language. The whole table repented, received Jesus Christ. So I know about tongues in a language and these dialect things, and that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. And then Peter, Peter, who backed down from a 12-year-old girl, Peter, who before he engaged the Holy Spirit, Peter, who before he was filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter stood up and preached. And he caught him, I'm telling you. He sliced them up. This Jesus who you crucified. I mean, he sliced them. He wasn't all easy peasy. He was, wah. You can quote that if you want. He wasn't all easy peasy. He was, wah. He got him with that sword. Who you crucified. This same Jesus is risen from the dead. Hallelujah. 3,000 came to Christ. 3,000. When God started his first church, it was 3,000 people on the first sermon. We talk about what is a big church. Oh my goodness, the church is certainly getting large. 3,000 on the first sermon. The power. When we engage the Holy Spirit, we go into his sands of the sea. Stars of the sky for number thinking. Not just a little bitsy, bitsy, bitsy. The whole world is his desire. They were engaged in the power of the Holy Spirit. And 
individually, they found new giftedness in their lives. We look in, in Acts, what is it, in chapter 4? Peter, well, it starts in chapter 3. Peter and John went to pray. They passed this lame man on the way. They're going in the temple in Jerusalem. Jesus was in and out of that temple all the time. The guy's still lame. Jesus had not healed the man. Why? He left them for the disciples. So they come by and the guy says, money, 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 money. And they said, well, you know, do you receive your offerings through MasterCard or how do you? No. They said, silver and gold have I none. It doesn't mean they were broke, folks. People were selling their lands and bringing them in. There was a lot of money in the treasury. Silver and gold have I none. Such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. See, they had engaged the Holy Spirit, so they were ready to move in the miraculous. The man rose up and went walking and leaping and praising God. He ran through the temple. Oh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees got very, very, very upset. The Pharisees, uh, because how can they do this? We, we thought we killed him. We thought we got rid of the leader. And now look, now these disciples are doing this stuff. Man, we better get them under control. So what did they do? They arrested them, put them in jail, beat them a little bit, and told them, don't say the name of Jesus. To me, I'm reminded, I went to a public school one time. Uh, my reputation preceded me. I came to met, I met the then principal, and he said to me, your reputation, we know your reputation. I said, which reputation? My reputation before Christ or my reputation after Christ? He said, you're after Christ's reputation. We know your only reason to be here is to preach to these kids. I said, Okay, he said, so while you're here, you can't say the name of Jesus. A principle. I said, what do you mean? I can't. You just said the name of Jesus. How come you can say the name of Jesus and you don't know him, and I can't say the name of Jesus and I do know him? Well, he that was removed within six months of being the principle. Not anything political. We just prayed. Once you're engaged in the Holy Spirit, you don't back down. Your mind doesn't go blur, and you don't think about what is politically expedient. You have one mission and one word in your mouth, and that is the name of Jesus Christ, because the Holy Spirit convinces you there is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father but by me. When we're engaged, when we have engaged the Holy Spirit personally, we begin to see the miraculous. We begin to see prayers being answered. We begin to see personal power in the name of Jesus Christ. And so as we engage the Holy Spirit, he, there's a river of life flowing out from us. This spake he of the Spirit, which had not yet been given to them. I have a river flowing out from me. When we engage the Holy Spirit, we stop looking for rivers of revival to jump into and feel good and we start looking for dry ground where we can start a river. 
where we can start a river because I got this river flowing out for me and this river's going to flow and I'm going to find dry ground and I'm going to start a river and millions of people are going to get in that river and they're going to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. When we engage the Holy Spirit, a dynamic of confidence, a dynamic of purpose, a dynamic of, of who we are in Christ just comes alive in us. That's why it's so, so essential that each one of us today for our personal lives engages the Holy Spirit so that he can take us where we would not go. Well, the town was pretty upset by this healing and the fact that the believers were able to do the same signs and wonders that their Savior had done, their leader had done. They really thought by removing Jesus that they could stop the movement, but they found out there's another has come in his place, another comforter who is the Holy Spirit has empowered those who will engage with him to continue the ministry of Jesus Christ with signs and wonders. And so when the persecution came, we find in Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 31, that they had a prayer meeting. They didn't go to the ACLU to defend their rights of freedom of speech. <laughs> what a joke. What a joke. Man is going to make a way for God? Are you dreaming? What's God, old and crippled in a wheelchair? God can still make his own way when he wants to make his way. And he can make a way for us. But there's so much noise around about rights and things and group and blah. Trust in Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Set your heart on Jesus. Engage the Holy Spirit and say, Spirit of God, keep me focused on the only word that is true and the only one that is true, who is Jesus Christ, my Lord. And they prayed, you see it in Acts chapter 4, verse 31. They prayed for boldness, not deliverance. They prayed for more boldness. They said, aha, the devil and the religious community don't like healing. Give us more. Give us more. Let's really make him mad. I mean, if you were ever addicted as I was, if you were ever a child of the devil, which I was, and you find something the devil doesn't like, you just want to whack him with it. I think in Corinthians, it's a, what a great sense of revenge we have against those Ephesians. It's a big 10 for second, or no, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and forward. Once we've been set free, man, we want to get even. We want to get even. Man, I want to get even with the Muslims, so I'm going to lead every one of them I can to Jesus Christ. Ooh, they hate that. It's wonderful. Put a little torment on the devil for all the torment he put on you. Here, devil, stand back and watch this one pray and receive Jesus Christ. There, there's another soul you lost you thought you had. Here, watch this one come off drugs and stay off drugs. Watch this one get water baptized and leave the old life behind. Here, you want to be here? Watch this. Woo. Fierce, isn't it? See, when you engage the Holy Ghost, man, you get this power from on high, I'm telling you. You get a whole different mindset. And when they prayed together, 
for the power of God to increase in their midst. The place where they were was shaken, and they all began praying in tongues, praying in tongues at Pentecost, praying in tongues individually, praying in tongues all together in the body. One of them, Stephen, Stephen put the promise to the test. I've stood in the sheep gate in Jerusalem where Stephen was stoned. As you come in the sheep gate down the Mount of Olives and in the sheep gate, on the right-hand side way down is the archaeological dig to the pool where the lame man was and the water never moved. And when it moved, he had no one. I have no man to put me in the water. That's on your right-hand side as you face the city. Further up the street is where tradition tells us Mary stayed with family members. Mary, the mother of our Lord, stayed with family members during the trial and the crucifixion. But on your left-hand side are these stone pens for sheep. That's why it's called the sheep gate. And these are the sheep that are brought for the slaughter. From the sheep gate, there's a narrow entryway stone that goes into the temple mount where the sheep would be taken in to be sacrificed. And it was at the sheep's gate that Stephen was taken to be stoned for preaching Jesus. Martyrdom. The crowd gathered. Stephen preached one of the most dynamic messages you'll ever find anywhere. It got him stoned. The people who wanted to kill him or who would kill him took off their garments, their top coats or whatever fancy thing, probably, never mind, I won't go that far, and handed them to a young man. That young man held those garments and watched how Stephen died. The stoning goes on today. If you want to see your brothers and sisters be stoned to death, just go to YouTube and put in Orissa, O-R-I-S-S-A, Orissa, persecution. One of the, some of the brothers from that persecution will be with us next week in uh, Malaysia, where we're going to Malaysia and be in the meetings in Malaysia. <laughs> and they killed him. But the promise was, After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive the power to die. And Stephen, being stoned, looked up in heaven and saw Jesus at the right hand of the throne. Filled with the Spirit of God, he cried out, Father, forgive them, forgive them. There was a man there whose name was Saul, who was from Tarsus, who held the clothes. It impacted him. He got letters to go to Damascus to kill Christians. There are people today who have letters to kill Christians. He went to Damascus. On his way to Damascus, he encountered the Holy Spirit. He connected with the Holy Spirit. Got knocked off his horse, blinded by the light. And that became the Apostle Paul, who wrote more books of the Bible established more churches, and was the great apostle of the faith. He engaged the Holy Spirit. And it's the apostle Paul who says, forbid not to speak in tongues, nor to prophesy. I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. 
that we're going to follow in the tradition of the apostles, then we're going to engage the Holy Spirit, receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and move in the dynamic of the Holy Spirit. And finally, the Italians. I mean, I love the Italians. you got to get along with the Italians, right? My daughter-in-law is an Italian, Catone. Uh-huh. When did the Italians get it? In Acts chapter 10. God speaks to Peter to go and find Cornelius. He's a centurion from Rome. He's Italian. Last time I checked, Rome was in Italy, right? Centurion, and he has the Italian band. It's not a rock band. It's, you know, coming later. It's the Italian band. And they have all been seeking God because they know the Roman gods don't work. But they want to engage the Holy Spirit. They want to engage a living, true, honest God. They want the power, the dynamic of the Holy Spirit in their midst. And so God says to Peter, Pete, go over here to the Italians. Take the gospel to the Gentiles. Not just the Jews. Take it to the Gentiles, to the nations. Peter said, that, that just destroys all my religious tradition." I'm sorry, I take that. I grew up in the church. I have more religious tradition packed into me. I grew up Presbyterian, married a Baptist, and went to an Assemblies of God Bible school. I can do church in about any format you want. But when God says go, it defies. It's not logical. He's not bound in our religious tradition. But when we engage the Holy Spirit, we break out of that. So he went, and we find it there as we look together in Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. As he opened his mouth to speak to them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues. And he said, let's get some water and baptize these people because they've had the same, the same experience that we have had. So it's not just for the Jews, and it's not just for the apostles. It's for the centurions. It's for the household laborers. It's for the educated people. It's for the non-educated people. It's for the fathers. It's for the mothers. It's for women. It's for children to engage the Holy Spirit. 